This podcast contains sensitive topics such as murder, violence, and sexual abuse. Okay, happy Wednesday, everybody. And we're back for a very special it's not episode. Wednesday. <laughs> yes, it is. My computer says Wednesday. 525 2022 10 a.m it's literally tuesday happy tuesday everybody wow why the fuck does my computer say something totally different you can't say the f word on this podcast this is a family-friendly podcast it's about me. horrible yeah. murder i don't think it's very family-friendly i really hope no one is listening to this podcast but they're like kids i can't rule it out that seems really like fucked up you know like you can't say the f word i'm sure i i'm gonna i'm gonna swear the whole time you know how okay i, I feel like i swore a lot when it came to the victim advocates so. i don't recall the ones that cleaned the kitchen yeah i think i don't know in hindsight that was a big mistake oh yeah just like a, a, a yeah i guess you know just a side note just like a little asterisk like yeah could it could have yeah. been better um actually i'm really excited to do this episode we've been wanting to do more episodes um but life got in the way and this is the perfect time to discuss this case because john ramsey is opening up some drama with the boulder police department there's some drama yeah there's some shit going down there's actually some evidence I forgot to mention to you that John is fully, he's fully innocent. I forgot to tell you about this, actually. Oh, really? Yes, yes. So my aunt um, owns a cottage at the same, like, community that I, I think John Ramsey uh, visits or also owns there. I don't know. But he gave a speech about, mm. like, grief and God and something like that, just oh, like okay. a, in the community and all that. And she met him and she said, there's no way he could have possibly done it. Oh, well, I mean, that makes me feel better. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know, because once, once she said that, I was like, you know what? That's, 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 that's a really good point. I, I didn't like really think about that at all. Did they call detective Steve Thomas afterwards to like, let them know like, Hey, I have some new evidence that John Ramsey is good to go. Um, no, I think they probably should have though. Well, you know, godly men historically do not kill or murder people, you know. Looking at you, Chris Watts. I was going to say, or molest children, but I feel like that Ooh. might be like a little too much. Um, I don't, I, I kind of like, I used to be kind of more supportive of that theory, but as time has gone on, like I, the parental molestation theory kind of, I don't know if I really go with that one as much you don't go with it like in this yeah case, or like I was general? like sold on it for a long time in this case oh, um okay but I don't know I mean it's like you'll never know I I mean right like that's like what's kind of hard it's like it's so funny because so I got you know you know me every couple of years I get like re-obsessed with this case and I think I'm gonna God. solve it you know like I am just like the literal definition of like an armchair detective like I'm just like sitting there like fucking drinking white claw being like it's clear what happened but like no <laughs> it's funny when you said armchair detective I picture you like 
drinking scotch next to a fireplace. Like that's how yeah. I pictured. With like a cigar. Yeah, like, with like a cigar and a top like, hat. Good Steve Thomas on the phone. Um <laughs> but of course I've, interest has been renewed because of the latest um I developments. I'm gonna put that huge in quotes. That really you yeah. don't think what this exactly is, a, is the development? Like, what is, because I saw like a news article and I was like, uh, I didn't even, I like, I don't know at all. Okay. <clears throat> One second. I swallowed my own spit wrong because I'm a fucking idiot. <clears throat> do you want me to repeat that so we can cut that out? Or do you think that's an important moment? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. No, I, I'm, I'm much better at editing now. I'm going to sound so cool in this episode, I promise. Okay. Uh, so essentially what happened is that John Ramsey was at CrimeCon. You know yeah, my mom you? texted me. She goes, did you know Chris Hansen and John Ramsey and Nancy, whatever, Grace, they're all going to be at CrimeCon? I'm like, how do you know who these people are? <laughs> okay, but honestly, I think the idea of CrimeCon is so weird. Like, I mean, okay, maybe it's I should like a fetish. Judge. Right. It's like the zoo. It's like, oh, and over here we have some murder suspects. And over here we have a guy that catches child molesters on TV. Like, love that guy. Chris Hansen. Yeah. I just like how he talks. Like, he's like, do you realize? <laughs> Hello, I'm Chris Hansen. Oh, have, have a seat right over here, please. And they always yeah. sit down. Yeah. Um, I, I, okay, so admittedly, I've never been to CrimeCon. I don't want to disparage anyone who really likes going to that, especially considering I'm doing a whole fucking podcast about... Let the record show that Sam crime. just roasted everyone who likes CrimeCon. <laughs> I'm like, wow, these terrible... It's surreal, though. It's like it's like a weird, surreal, like Alice in Wonderland kind of moment. It really feels like a Black Mirror episode. What's the word? It's like the, everything's being put on display. There's a good word for that. I can't... I don't know. Yes, it's like a Black Mirror episode, literally. Yeah. Although I believe, like, I'm a firm believer in simulation theory, and I believe there's this parallel simulation where this case was solved a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, man, I wish I... <laughs> See, like, the, I don't know, I don't know what it is about this case, and, like, whatever. But anyways, John Ramsey is at CrimeCon with his wife, Jan, and they did a panel, and there was, like, 4,000 people there, and John Ramsey announced that he is starting a petition to the Boulder Police Department to have the DNA so that he could they can test it in like an independent lab. I have so many fucking thoughts about this, but first I'm gonna let you digest that information. So that's what happens. He's like gets on this crime panel and he's like, we're gonna try to get the DNA from the Colorado police because they suck. And we'll get into what he oh. said about them. Yeah. So from what I understand about DNA testing, I'm pretty sure they take the sample and they amplify it, which means like they copy it so that they don't um, destroy the original sample. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I don't like, is the development that he wants the DNA to be like tested at all or closely tested or tested by someone that's not affiliated with the FBI or all those other people that are out to get him or yeah he wants an independent lab um to test the DNA because he claims that government agencies don't have the best like up-to-date technology 
uh, for DNA. <laughs> Dude, he he kind of put he put the Boulder Police Department and the FBI on blast um, with all of this. You know what? The FBI, though, I don't know. They should have. They probably should have like intervened more. I was just gonna say. I was gonna use a more lewd um, description, but yeah, they should have probably like really, really handled this case. So if you call, recall in Steve Thomas's book, all the investigators meet with the FBI and police chief Tom Kobe was basically like discouraging the FBI from getting involved. And if you remember, the FBI was like, how come you haven't done this, 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 this? And yeah. they were all like really embarrassed and put their tails between their legs and it made the police department looked bad, but they couldn't do any of it because Alex Hunter, the district attorney, wouldn't let them. Um, so I do think that the FBI would have gotten involved sooner if they were like welcomed by the police department, which was like never going to happen. But regardless, they have the authority, don't they? I to step I in. I don't know. I don't know if the FBI would really care that much to get involved with like a singular murder in a like a seemingly small town, right? I mean, don't they mostly work with like serial killers and stuff? Kidnappings? If you think I know what the FBI does. <laughs> Aren't you secretly an FBI agent? I always no. thought you were. What? You yeah. know, you know, one of my students when I taught high school told me they thought I was a Russian spy. I could see that. Because they Absolutely. said I, I speak in an unusual way. Like they said, I speak like someone who um, was taught to speak this Agreed. way. Yeah. I was like, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. He goes, and then you'll be like, you know, turn in homework. I'm like, I don't, I don't talk like that. He's, <laughs> like, you do. he's like, you'll drop like the, what do they call it? Like the, um, I don't know, the article that goes in front of like a noun. I don't know what they call it. Um, anyway, uh, Boulder, they say Boulder's a small town. I don't remember what the population was. Um, and I, I actually went there and saw the house and stuff. And I mean, I wouldn't like, it's not a smaller town than where we grew up. Well, yeah, but I mean, in, in the nineties, Boulder was like an upcoming town. So like 96, you know, it was like up and coming and, you know, not, not the Boulder we know of today, but either way, yeah, John is throwing some mad shade. Um, another claim he made at CrimeCon when John Ramsey was talking about the investigation, and it's no, it's no secret that he really butts heads with the investigators from this from this case. Um, but at one point, and I don't understand this at all, but at one point he said that there are several items that were never DNA tested. And he used the garrote as an example, but the garrote was definitely DNA tested. I double checked before we did this podcast, but yeah, he like made these claims that the only DNA that they tested was the ones on the underwear. But I was like, that's no. not true, right? <laughs> well, it was the right hand fingernails, the left hand fingernails and the underpants. But they also tested the nightgown, didn't they? They might have tested more things, but I know at least those things were tested. <clears throat> yeah, so he... Okay, so basically... John Ramsey did they test like, the nightgown? I think they did. Because I'm thinking about it, and I remember, like, 
Like, was the nightgown even considered part of the crime scene? Well, they had blood on it. I know that they have at least tested the blood on the nightgown. I'm not sure. Okay, well, either way, he gets up in front of everyone and he's basically saying, look, like, the police only focused on us. They didn't test all the DNA. Um, we want to basically take matters into our own hands and go through an independent lab. And news went crazy about this, right? Like, it was every article, every TikTok video was showing this. And which is why I had to jump on and talk about this, because I think people are getting prematurely excited about the idea of this case now being solved if John Ramsey can go through an independent lab. But there are a few things I want to talk about here. And the first one is that if you can recall, I was under the impression that Lou Smith's family was testing the DNA because the whole reason they did the Victim Shoe podcast was to raise money to like test the DNA. And I can't find any update on it at all. Like every article I find is from like a year and a half ago. So when you say raising money to test the DNA, yeah, they're, they always need to test it against a sample, you know, like they need to, they're trying to test it compared to like this suspect or that suspect. And a lot of this, I think they right. have been. And I think some of the suspects, they would give it up willingly because they had nothing to do with it. They're like, yeah, you can test my DNA. I don't care. Yeah. The last I heard is they were like actively fundraising because it's so expensive. So I'm a little bit, and I could not find the answer to this. So if anyone's listening can like find the answer to this, I'm unsure how they were able to test DNA without petitioning the Boulder Police Department versus why now John is petitioning the police department. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think um, the family, I don't know if they have like a, a copy of the DNA or I have no clue. I don't know if they're, and I also don't know if they're like, when I say testing the DNA, like I don't know if they're doing an electronic test where they like say, okay, we know it's this gene. So all we have to do is get this suspect and get their gene for, you know, this specific location and test it against the, you know, set of gene or gene we have because right. I think it said they only have like one gene um I'm not sure how exactly they're testing it yeah it's the whole thing is kind of like boggling to me but so like and when John Ramsey talks about an independent lab I'm also curious on if that lab is connected in any way to Lou Smith's family for those listening and if you don't remember who Lou Smith was he was another detective that the Boulder Police Department brought in, and he was the one that was pushing for the intruder theory. And since his passing, his nieces have kind of unofficially uh, taken over the case where he left off, as in they have all of this resources from his personal uh, reports and stuff like that. But his family was doing like a whole DNA campa campaign like a year and a half ago, and there have been like zero updates. So I don't know if the, the independent lab that John is talking about is related to them at all, but I'm a little bit confused about why there's not more information about 
both of these things? I'm trying to think of a good diplomatic answer. <clears throat> sometimes I don't when, recall. <laughs> when I don't know the answer, sometimes I try to think that the answer might be more complex than the information I have available. Right. Um, so I don't know if they're just like, like I said, I don't know what's the format that they're testing the DNA, if they're doing it, um, like actually sending like both samples to a lab or if they have like an electronic report and they're, you know, cross-referencing it. Cause like, for example, like when, I don't know if you know anything about blood donation, <clears throat> but when like we're in the OR and you need blood, they do a thing called a type and screen or a type and cross. And they can either like get they can do it either by taking blood and mixing it with your blood, or they can just like look at an electronic um, like list of all the antibodies that are in your blood and compared to that blood, you know, like they can do it. It's called an electronic type and screen, I think. Okay. So like, there's other ways to do things sense. like, cause I just, I never knew how that stuff worked, you know? So it's same with like DNA. Like I took genetics. I took a couple genetics classes, but like, I don't know how a lot of that stuff works. I've done PCR before a couple times before it was cool. I guess I'm like mostly wondering about like the logistics of all of this. Cause so we have John Ramsey who is telling a crowd of 4,000 people that the majority of the DNA has never been tested, even though we know that that cannot be true because outside of the Boulder police department, that CNN, not CNN, that uh, was a CBC documentary the one that got so. sued out of production, they did DNA testing on that. And like, so did Lou Smith's like family. But then additionally, there's this other, <laughs> this is so funny to me, dude. Okay. And, and this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this. So outside of all of that, we have another independent like detective team, right? And they are called John Bonet Investigators. And they are actual detectives who went to Boulder and, like, you know, collected some of the evidence and, and looked over, like, some of the DNA, all this stuff, right? And I was following their investigation, like, really adamantly. And every single day, every single day, they would post on Facebook, like, we're seconds away from an arrest. We are, you know, hours away from an arrest. And they kept posting pictures of, like, a cigarette butt right? And saying, you know, we have finally found the DNA of the killer of John Benet Ramsey and all this stuff. And I've been, the whole time I was watching this go down, I was reluctant because a cigarette butt found outside of the Ramseys is not indicative that it belonged to the killer. Yeah, it right? could be your asshole neighbor. It's completely circumstantial evidence. Like you can't prove, so, but they were focusing really hard on the cigarette butt being like, we've done a bunch of DNA testing, we have found, and they, what they found was the cigarette belonged to the neighbor's friend. Oh my God. Yeah, you it. called that. You did. <laughs> and instead of taking any logical steps to being like, oh, like neighbor's friend, like could have thrown it out the window. You know what I mean? They're like, this is the killer <laughs> of John Benet Ramsey. So they funneled like a bunch of resources and a bunch of money. And this person had like such an airtight alibi, like wasn't in the state. Like, There's like pictures. like Oh my God. But like before they even questioned this dude, they were like seconds away from an arrest, hours away from an arrest, minutes, days, like all this stuff. 
stuff Yikes. and it was complete nonsense and yeah but the reason I bring that up is because we do know that there have been several I mean I imagine several independent investigations um so I'm not quite sure what the purpose of this whole thing is right I mean, could he just legitimately want answers? Oh, um, of course. But I would assume, I would, I guess maybe my assumptions are what's messing me up right now. Because I would assume that he was working alongside Lou Smith's family. Yeah, they were friendly. Like, I, as far as I know, at least up until Lou Smith's death. I can't imagine that changed for any reason. Yeah, I can't find anything on it. I'm going to really speculate here and like just a disclaimer this is purely speculation and not at all like a researched thing i think the reasoning for john's petition is if i were to guess i think the smith family investigation it has run out of money and i think he's trying to get this funded um well, also the Smith family has limitations. Like they can, they can't arrest you and compel your DNA, right? right. Like if you know, right. and they only have that list of suspects that you know they have. I mean, if there's other resources, and what about? Um, excuse me. <clears throat> they talk about uh, how you caught how they caught the Golden State Killer. Which let me actually pull this up because I think this might be kind of relevant. I'm looking up ancestry was, thing. Yeah, I'm looking up how long was the Golden State Killer's DNA profile? Like how, how many? Um, I don't think I can find that information because <clears throat> I I know it's like a larger profile than what they have for this case, right? I mean, yeah, I would imagine because there was more victims in that case. Well, here what I what I will say, um, because I I looked this up recently. Um, CODIS, which is the Combined DNA Index System, which is um, run by the FBI, uh, requires eight loci in order to be able to match with um, one of the entries into CODIS, right? So that means your sample needs to be at least eight long. In the Ramsey case, it's 10 markers long. So that's not much longer than the absolute minimum. I don't know what the average is, but as far as I understood, like the DNA profile from the Golden State Killer was from semen. So it was like a mm. more full profile, just like when you send right. in your DNA to like one of those ancestry sites. Um, it's, a, it's a comprehensive profile. It's a full, now when I say full profile, what I mean is they have a full profile of your DNA. I'm not saying your, uh, the racial background or whatever they give you is my, my Facebook doesn't just old. pop up. What's that? My Facebook doesn't just pop up. No, but I'm saying like like they 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 only test like for example my family, my sister and I had different very different profiles. Like my sister Rachel, we have the same mother and father, and her profile was like extremely British, and mine was extremely Swedish. So it's like they're taking a few genes and mm. figuring out where they're from like humans we have like twenty thousand genes or something and when i say genes that means like a collection of groups of bases and stuff that like you know 
it's like it's really a, it's a quite a long DNA. Like we have we have a lot of DNA. No, I think that's like really interesting, and I think that's what makes the DNA for this case specifically like really infuriating to me is that there's not enough. It's not very eclectic, and like because like we've talked about before, because of the like really tense the like state of affairs yeah like we're between the the politics of the whole thing has really fucked up people's conception of this case as well including my own um because the district attorney has something to say that's different than the investigators and the investigators have something different to say than Lou Smith and Lou Smith has something different to say from John Ramsey and everyone is just like I feel like it is wild to me that we are almost let's see 20 almost 30 years since this case happened and we're still doing these like press fights because you know John Ramsey didn't get up there and say hey we want a petition for DNA he got up there and was like the police only focused on us everything you heard about us is a lie um they did not test any DNA they did not interview anybody like they it's not true I believe they interviewed like 180 different suspects or something like that but you see you know what the problem is though is that he can say that stuff into the void hoping that people won't do their research and they won't because when this news broke I'm like a huge fan of TikTok obviously I've been viral on TikTok a few times that's a brag oh my god put a pin in that but <laughs> The second it was released, everybody on TikTok is like, I can't believe they never tested DNA. Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> they did. There's just like, it's so fragmented. And every time they test something, it's just like a different DNA, like a different person and different fucking touch. Well, that would be insane to think that they had a DNA profile that they believe to be the murderers and they never tested it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially, like, you know, with a high-profile, wealthy family. I'm sure they wouldn't consider themselves high-profile and all that. But, like, I mean, somewhat high-profile, at least. All right. So this is what John Ramsey said about the DNA testing and why he's petitioning. He said, the government doesn't have the latest technology. We talked to the FBI a couple months ago, and they said they didn't have the latest and greatest because it's such a fast moving field and they have to get the budget and go out for requisitions. And that takes time. You need to go to one of these cutting edge independent labs. So that's our push. There are four or five items that have never been tested for DNA that I know of, and they should have been, including the garrote that strangled my daughter. The killer had to touch these items. And even if he wore gloves, it's hard not to leave DNA. And familial DNA has had some remarkable successes. The it's Golden true. State Killer was found after 40 years because of it. That's true. Okay. <clears throat> so does this mean, though, like, if he's pushing so hard for the DNA testing, does that mean he's innocent? Like, well, do you be pushing hard for DNA of a killer to be tested if you or your family members were implicated in this? Um, do you want my honest opinion or an unbiased opinion? One of each. Okay, I, after, you know, how much we've talked about this case, and this is not me necessarily saying it was a member of the family, but I do think, I think this is just another push from John to control the narrative. I don't think they're going to go to independent labs at all. 
And the reason I say that is because he's been working with an independent, well, allegedly working with an independent lab for the last like 20, not 20 years, God, like last five years and nothing has come from it. Like they like fundraised a bunch of money and then you never heard a single thing about it ever again. But like I said, they, they, like there's more and more people, like when he said familial DNA, for example, there's more and more people put in those databases every day. Oh, of course. I mean, I think we should be retesting a lot of old DNA, like because of like new technology and stuff like that. Do I think, do I think John Ramsey is actually going to go through another independent DNA and actively look for this? No. Do I think he'll make another documentary about it? Yes. Because that's my, like, and that's not implicating that he had anything to do with the murder. That's me saying that the Ramsey family has always been kind of wrapped up in, like, how they're being perceived. And, I mean, in the last, it's the same reason that every documentary that comes out that even talks about the family as a theory gets sued out of production. But then multiple documentaries come out about the intruder theory. And I think he was at CrimeCon, got asked a question and ran with it. Now, an, an unbiased, like, look into it, like an objective one is like you're saying, like, yeah, like it makes complete logical sense to be like, we have all this new technology. Let's, you know, petition to get the DNA ran through something a little bit more modern. I think it's weird to suggest that the FBI doesn't have that kind of technology. But I also do understand the idea of going through an independent lab. Now that we come down to the issue of is the DNA sample even large enough to match against like, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people that have submitted their DNA to these small companies, if he was going to do a familial match, like, is it enough to even do so? Well, and we have to also remember too, and, and here's kind of where I'm at with this, is that John Ramsey knows that the DNA sample is not from someone in his family because that's what got them like publicly exonerated by Mary Lacey. So he doesn't really have anything to lose by pushing for like more DNA testing in that. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sort of. And also like items that have not been tested for DNA. Cause keep in mind, DNA was up and coming back then. Like I think the Human Genome Project had, you know, I think there was two companies working on it at the same time by then, and they hadn't finished it. Um, and by the way, when they finished that, they were like, now we know all the alleles and bases and all that that are in the entire human genome. Yeah. What do we know about this now? It right. tells us fucking nothing. Like it didn't actually help them like really learn anything. They have to keep studying the genome now. But anyway, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, basically, um, the DNA will degrade over time. So if they haven't tested a garrote or the nightgown or whatever else, um, the pen, the notepad, I mean, fingerprints was the thing back then. My, I have a bias towards John Ramsey and it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with the, the crime itself. You know, I really try not to reserve judgment for what I think happened that night because I truly don't know but what really my my bias with John Ramsey 
is I have a hard time believing his intentions sometimes because of how much he lies to the public. And that's like what bothers me. And I'm not talking like we can speculate that he's lying. Like you and I have read the case files. We've read, we've gone through evidence, like all this stuff. And for him to say to people, they only interviewed like 10 people, but we know it was like over 600 people, you know? And then he says, you know, they didn't test the DNA for this and that, but we know that they did. And I think that's why I'm so reluctant to be excited about this independent lab thing is that in order to get this petition, people excited about this petition, all he talked about was, um, he said, you know, they only focused on them. They were too busy spewing lies in the media. They weren't doing their job, you know, X, Y, and Z. And some of that is opinion. And some of it is just like absolute, like a lie. Yeah. Um, I don't, honestly, I was just, I don't know. Is it possible that some transient, um, passing through Boulder could have just broken in their house? And the reason they've never been on the suspect list is just because there's some random person that was passing through town, like, you know, and that makes it really tough. And then that's someone that, you know, if they had a full profile or even a more comprehensive profile, they might be able to do familial DNA. I, I remember looking up a long time ago, I think we talked about this. Why aren't they doing familial DNA? Because the sample is so small yeah. that it's not. And like I said, remember when I said, you know, like my sister and I had different um, profiles. They don't test every single one of your genes to tell you what like right. is your ethnic background. They test some genes. So I don't even know if they store your entire DNA profile. Like, I don't know if they just store the genes that they have. Like, so did we get a gene that they have on file? Like, like I said, a lot of this stuff, I always forget, like there, there's this, um, are you familiar with the curve that talks about like experts and non-experts and how experts tend to overestimate, or sorry, non-experts tend to overestimate their knowledge and non, and and actual experts underestimate it. Do do you know what that curve's called? I do not. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about because they actually just talked about something like that in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, I because I was, I was talking about this with my sister recently, and it, it's applicable to so many parts of life because it, it basically was saying like you don't even know what you don't know when you're so dumb, like <laughs> like you just don't even Same. know. Yeah, so it's like oh, I know all about DNA because I took genetics, right. and it's like well, that's because you don't know anything about genetics that you don't know what you don't know. What is it called? Well, while you look that up, to answer your question earlier, like, is it possible, you know, some a stranger came to town kind of thing? Like, yes, of course. And like, I've stated before that it's not that I don't believe in the intruder theory. It's that the intruder theory that we currently have, like the solidified, like, intruder theory that was pushed out by Lou Smith, to me, is not probable. Does that mean that it wasn't an intruder? No, it means that the current theory is flawed and maybe there is a smoking gun somewhere that nobody knows about. Right, because they did say that they are keeping some of the information private. Um, right, Also, yeah. the effect I was talking about is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it basically is like uh, a phenomenon that like people who, like I said, know very little, think they know a lot more. <laughs> right. And we, we face that constantly in this society. Well, yeah, and especially in true crime as a whole. I mean, I'm not an expert, and I think I know way more than 
than most. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's tricky because I it, we'd like you know the DNA to be like an end all for this case, and it's just sounding like it might not be. It, I mean, like I said, I don't know if the profile if it's even big enough to do a familial match. You didn't see that like you know twenty three and Me came forward immediately and said we'd be happy to do this for you. Like, okay, so you know what exactly, and I think that's what what makes this news so anticlimactic to me is that three weeks ago, it was all over. Like every article, every like I said, every Facebook person was sharing it. Like it was all over, and then nothing. And it's like, man, you would think that this would have been like immediately hopped on, right? I mean, this is one of the most notorious cold cases, literally, like ever. So you would think that you know multiple sponsors would come through. Uh, yeah, things like 23andMe, Ancestry.com, who have, it's just like fucking, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do get wrapped up in like, like, what was the motive? Like, what was the deal with the weird bathroom habits? And what was the deal with the autopsy saying there was clear evidence of ongoing sexual abuse? And then the family asking that they retract that statement. I mean, like, it's kind of like, when you look at it as a big picture, it's just all questions. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's depressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's super depressing. And it's also like, it's also just really ob obscure. Like, I think a lot of people in my life don't understand, like, my obsession with the John Bonet case because, like I said, they've, they've kind of decided what they think happened. But it's like, but there's so many weird things. Like, it's weird to me that John and Patsy Ramsey didn't pick up the ransom note. Like, why, why would you, like, instinctively, you see three pages on the stairs, you, you, you wouldn't assume they were a ransom note right away. So why wouldn't you just pick them up to read it? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that drives me nuts. I just listened to our ransom note episode because it's my favorite episode. I'm a huge <sighs> fan, of the, huge fan of, the, of the podcast. And sometimes I, I re-listen to our episodes and I'm like, God, Sam, that is such a good point. Like, wow, you are a genius. Like, that, that was such a smart thing to say. <laughs> Oh my God, you would. <laughs> um, I think that kind of pretty much covers the latest news. And, you know, if, if more stuff comes up, <clears throat> we'll, we'll follow it in real time. But I think you said that the, you had some questions on Instagram that you wanted to answer. Okay, so some of the questions we got. So this first one says, where did John Ramsey go when he disappeared for hours? So that's a theory-based question. Nobody knows definitively where he went. I know I, you and I have talked about, we read somewhere, I think it was in Steve Thomas's book, that um, Linda Arndt said he went to go check the mail, but that couldn't have happened because the mail was a slot in the door and not something you had to like walk out to get. Um, a lot of people theorize that he was moving the body during that time. Um, I, if I could be a fly on the wall, like, that's, that's one thing I really want to know. He doesn't comment on it. Would the lack of blood <clears throat> from the blunt force trauma wound indicate that she was already dead when she was hit in the head? Um, I don't, I feel like you could answer that a little bit better. It's not the lack of blood that I've read that is what makes us think that. It's the white blood cell count. So... Oh, that was way better than my answer. Holy crap. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to listen later and be like, God, it's so smart, Sam. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, no, it's I'm thinking. so much better it, than Lindsay. <laughs> but that's a good point. Because so what it is, is it's evidence of the body healing itself because it's alive. 
right? So right. that would be the white blood cells coming to heal the wound. Um, yeah, I mean, if there was absolutely no white blood cells, that means like they've been dead. I don't think that you can, um, from that point with that information, determine how long they've been dead. Right. Um, they usually use temperature for that, but the temperature can be tricky because like, you know, if she was in a cold basement or a hot room or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I think when yeah. we look at surreal wex, um, analysis, that's the conclusion he comes to is that the strangulation came first and the blunt force trauma came afterwards towards the end of her life. Like it might've been after immediately. It might've been during the end. But I believe he said that the cause of death was the strangulation and not the blunt force trauma. Yeah, that, that's what it was concluded. And it was pretty much based on the, the white blood cells. You can cover Instagram and I'll cover Facebook, but this person, and this is a good question that I've always had too, is what do you think Linda Arndt meant in her interview when she said that when she saw John carrying John Bonet's body, she knew in that moment what had happened? I think we all know what she means by that. I think she means she thought John had something to do with it. Um, he probably had this animalistic rage kind of about him. I don't know if that is a look that you might get from a father who just found his child dead or if, you know, as she's implying, um, he, he's like showing the evidence of what took place that night, which, you know, she's kind of implying that he had something to do with. Um, it's really disturbing that the body was stiff and it's, oh God, it just makes me cringe. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever come in contact with any, I, never mind. We know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> but it's just like really eerie. Well, and I, I imagine too, like how freaky that would have been. Cause like the police are there under the, the pretense that it's a kidnapping and they have gone through the house, you know, many times and so I imagine, like, some dude, like, running into the room with the dead body would also freak the fuck out of me. I think I would also grab my gun and be like, what is, what the fuck is happening, you know? Yeah, that's I don't think they abnormal. really expected to, to see a dead body that day. Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. Not, especially not in the freaking house they just searched. Mm-hmm. It's <sighs> sad. Gosh. Okay. Um... You know what, though? You know how, like, there's that that theory that killers always return to the scene of the crime? Yes. If it was an intruder, what if they pretended to be a victim advocate and, like, came to the house that day and was like, 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 no, but think about it. You're shaking your head, but, like, think about it. Wouldn't that be kind of, like, smart to, like, because, like, what victim advocates do you know that, like, clean houses? I don't even like, know their names. No, I know. I think it's actually private information, but <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> right. So like we could be protecting the killer's identity because like, think about it, like victim advocates come into the house all, and the, the only thing they need to do is like make sure the parents or, or the, the grieving ones or, you know, whatever are like taken care of. Like why did the, the victim advocates clean the kitchen? Especially because like no one at the time knew the kitchen was an important part of the crime scene. So like maybe. Was it? Yes. The pineapple. Why? The pineapple. Okay, but that could just be inconsequential. It's like not inconsequential. Could... Why? Because she had pineapple in her stomach? Yes. It's like, to me, the most vital part of this entire investigation. Yeah, I don't know. Think about it. I they could have, like, put shit in their pockets and been like... I don't... So, okay, I will tell you, um, 
working in a hospital and stuff. And I had to work with child patients a lot. Um, and they're not like little adults. So the way their digestive system works, I don't know how long it would take a child to digest something compared to an adult. Like everything is different. Their blood pressure, their heart rate, their respiratory rate, like everything is different. And it's, and it changes like per year almost. So it's like, I don't know, like, is, could she have eaten pineapple earlier that day? But I think they said it like down to the rind, they were able to match that it was the same pineapple. Like, well, and not to mention too, we know for a fact, based on many witnesses and the Ramses themselves, that she did not eat any pineapple that day. So like it's we can't say it happened before the party or not. And at the party there was no pineapple. And so like even if her body had digested all the rest of the food in her system except for the pineapple that she ate at like 9 a.m. They're still claiming she never ate pineapple at 9 a.m. So like um okay, I'm, I'm gonna that's play. another one that I'm gonna listen to later and be like, God Sam, it's the perfect investigator like you're so much better than Lindsay in like every way it's crazy yeah that's tricky because I was going to say I'm going to play devil's advocate or should I say victim's advocate <laughs> and um say okay let's say the intruder comes in he's wearing gloves he serves Jean Bonnet pineapple and milk which is disgusting and also tea but let's say he does because he has gloves on and that would be why there's the family's fingerprints and not that uh murderer guy I forget what do they call that intruder yes not the intruder there we go sorry I'm like we're, okay <laughs> the murderer guy the murderer guy so assuming it's a guy right but right, it I'm almost always murderer. is like who am I kidding um okay so that when you ask the family did she have pineapple and they say no that that would fit that uh you know series of events now here's the other problem did they ever say that they served the pineapple or not? Like, do we know if they actually did? They've been very private about. They get what really actually, weird about the pineapple. But they didn't say like, oh no, I gave that to Brooke <clears throat> like at 7 p.m. or whatever, 9 p.m. or whatever. They didn't say like, we gave him it and that's uninvolved or he left it out and maybe she came downstairs and grabbed it and there was some uh, guy trying to rob the house. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's tough to like, because it's like, okay, Lou Schmidt's big hang-up was there's no motive. Like, why would Patsy or Burke, I mean, I, I think, you know, Burke having a history of behavioral problems, like, allegedly, but also, like, Patsy as well. Like, you know, how could any of these people have, like, a real motive? Um, and that's kind of one of the things that got him hung up on the intruder theory is that... But why like, would the intruder have a motive? Well, that's what I'm saying. It might have been just a crime of opportunity when, like, he's trying to break in. Um, that would be, like, a lot of time to spend in the house for, like, a crime of, like, con not convenience. What is it called when it when it's a crime for money? Opportunity. Yeah, oh. is it a crime of opportunity? Oh, well, that's, like, when, like, you just have a chance to commit a crime. Either way, I mean, the... okay, so here's the thing, is that Patsy's fingerprints were on the bowl, was on the bowl of pineapple along with Burke's. No, I think Patsy's was on one or the other, the bowl or the iced tea, and Burke's was on the other. Uh, yeah, either way. It was we, Burke's we was on the bowl, her. I believe, and hers was on the tea because I always <clears> thought like it was weird that his was on the bowl because it, he wouldn't be putting away the dishes with her. Like, right. So. 
it just seems to can i mean it, it's that fucking it's that phrase like if you hear hooves in central park think horses horses not zebras. not zebras so like i i have a hard time conceptualizing some mastermind intruder who can break into a house full of, of people feed a child pineapple go downstairs with that same child Bizarre. assault them kill them flee and not leave behind ransom note hair yeah oh yeah and a three-page ransom note a multi-page and the other thing too is it's not like he started off like you know john and patsy hey guess what i'm here in your basement right now like he didn't start the ransom right. note. he just started the name yeah like, and why are you thinking that much about how you're going to address them yeah and having multiple drafts like it's just like i said it's not that the intruder theory is not possible. The one we have right now just doesn't work for me. Um, and I am the lead armchair. What about the balcony? On this case. Okay, no one told... I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, I, this has really gotten away with us from us. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we're summarizing all nine episodes. But yeah. the thing that drives me fucking nuts, and I can never find anything about it, is the fact that like John Bonet had a balcony attached to her bedroom. So logically, you would think an intruder would hella utilize a balcony. Because if you want to kidnap someone for ransom, wouldn't the balcony be kind of your best bet rather than try to put them in a suitcase and like take them out of a... Why would you go in the basement? You wouldn't need to. So when I went by their house, it was really hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't see the balcony, obviously, because like that house is like... Like when they kept talking in the books about how the house is so hard to even see the house. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It's like when you go up, you it doesn't look like it's its own house. It looks like it's a piece of another house. Like oh, it's weird. it's okay. really like far back. And um, we tried to be very respectful. There were other people driving by this house. So this is a thing that happens. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, th there's this huge gate, first of all. Like you walk up the house and there's a huge gate. I don't know what it was like back then. I don't know if they had neighbors. But it's like, you'd have to, first of all, figure out how to climb this freaking gate. So you're already an expert level climber just mm -hmm. getting over this gate, unless they left it unlocked. I don't know. Right. And, but here's the other things. It was icy or whatever, right? It's like Christmas time. Um, do you think they would be able to climb that balcony without breaking their freaking neck? Well, it's, it's so they lived in a tri-level. And so yeah I don't know I really don't I still think I think if you the way the intruder theory is it's so complicated and I think like I don't know I truly don't I've never seen the balcony I don't know how far up the ground it is nobody really talks about it so maybe it was just too high and like it couldn't be a thing but I see it's not the breaking in part that I think they should they, they you would logically use the balcony for. If the intruder theory stands the way it does, where the intruder came in during the Christmas party and hid in the house, when they went to kidnap John Bonet, why didn't you use the balcony to leave? Is like my bigger thing. Like, why would you go down two flights of stairs, stop for a midnight snack for some pineapple, and then like allegedly panic kill her in a basement because you can't get her out of the house like why wouldn't yeah, you, you can't get her through the, the window yeah you had to go to her room to get her 
Yeah. Unless she was already downstairs and it was a crime of opportunity and he didn't know the layout of the house and didn't know where her bedroom was. Well, then that's just the luckiest crime in, in America, right? I think like, you could actually call it the unluckiest crime, Sam. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, no, I don't think <laughs> luckiest crime. I mean, like, the luckiest, like, unsub. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> that sounds so terrible. Stop. But, but, <laughs> but here's the thing it's also like, well, if they're not familiar with the house, then what were they doing the entire time they were at the Christmas party? Because the intruder theory states that they broke in during the Christmas party because there was not enough time between the Ramses going to bed and the time of death for this like intruder to run around the house doing all this shit and no one being wiser to it, you know? So like they don't know the layout of the house, but somehow they're really good at the layout of the house. Like it was not premeditated, but it also was premeditated because it was a foreign faction. Well, I think no matter who wrote the letter, that's a clear red herring, right? Like, there's no... Well, yeah. Fashion. Yeah, but with the letter, it, the, the bigger thing with the letter and what it implies is how much time it would take to write it. And, like... Whatever happened to the other pages? pages. I, like, like, did the intruder take it with them? Did John Ramsey eat them? Like, I don't... <laughs> that's what I would do. Hey, Burke, do you want some pineapple? It's uh, wrapped up in paper. Just oh eat gosh. it like a burrito. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I think the, the thing that's weird about the pineapple is that they're weird about the pineapple. Like, they're not like, oh, yeah, I gave that to Burke. I probably forgot to put it up. Yeah, they Maybe she came downstairs and They adamantly claimed that there was zero pineapple anywhere. Yeah, and then it also, you know, makes you wonder, like, did Burke go get it himself? Was he awake when stuff happened? Like, was he not awake? Was he involved? Was he not involved? I, I don't know. I lean towards Burke was not involved. Um, but so many people think Burke was involved and I feel bad for him like I don't know his 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 life is definitely different yeah because of this case and how it was handled but I mean according to his freaking childhood interviews he's like I literally don't care so, <laughs> I think he's fine I don't know he's like this is really inconvenient for me yeah he's like I literally don't care I just want to play video games but that's like how kids right. say stuff like that you know like kids are like yeah I, mean, I don't know I remember kids are like flipping. I had to go to a funeral when I was little and like, I, it was just weird. I was like, this is weird. And then, oh my God, has my sister Rachel ever told you about the time one of our aunts made her go look at the dead body and she was like seven and she's like traumatized. Like they carried her up to the casket. They're like, you need to say goodbye. Oh my God. And she's so like, much. I don't, I don't want to do that. And they're like, oh look, God. look at it, look at it. And she's like, what the, f she was, a, she's like, was really creeped out by that. I would be creeped out too. Dead bodies. Are, why do we look at dead bodies? Like, why do we do that at a funeral? We're like, oh, they had such a great life. Let's look at the vessel that is inanimate and rotting. Like, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I don't know. The, the only living thing on that body right now is Hair? bacteria. Oh. Did you know there's more bacteria living in and on your body oh, than God. like... They, they, they power you like millions to one isn't it like a, isn't our bodies like our own ecosystem yeah it's disgusting i hate that fact the idea of bacteria and like millions of it like is just disgusting to me that's like a I, very egocentric view yeah you are the organism you're the hey, you're the ecosystem well i have that phobia 
what's it called the the phobia of like it's called like the phobia of holes or some shit oh yeah i know like, what you're talking about Ugh, yeah i know what you're talking about i've always you are that like cluster i know <laughs> <laughs> that's what you are that's no i you're... hate that i really i really hate that i really really hate that like it gives me i have like goosebumps which sucks because goosebumps look like clusters and like this whole this whole thing got away from me really quickly <laughs> <laughs> you're about to like pass out <laughs> from fear literally okay so here's a, another question from instagram is there truly any unknown third-party sample from the crime scene that can be tested to find the identity um if so the fact this hasn't been done yet is unfathomable um i mean that's pretty much what this whole episode was about is that one it has been done um it's a common misconception that there wasn't any dna testing it has been done several times um, and I, I really hope that this petition goes through in an independent lab to look at it because I think it would be cool if, like, we were able to use modern technology um, to solve this case. The third party aspect of it is the unfortunate part of it is like, yes, it does. The DNA does not belong to members of the Ramsey family, but it's such a microscopic sample that it's hard to isolate like a single person. Because if you remember, it was like multiple. Yeah, there was like, three different samples, and John Bonet's profile made up the majority of the samples. And in that CBC documentary, they said it was possible that it could just be touch DNA from someone handling the garments during even like factory processing. So what they probably should do is look at where was the underwear made? Was it made in you know Indonesia? Was it made in Taiwan? Like, and right. see if you can profile based off that, and then you'll find oh hey, it's this um, eighty-year-old former factory worker. You know, and, that's, and we can arrest him. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just going to say that I always get really nervous when new DNA testing comes up for this case because I'm always afraid it's going to lead to like a wrongful arrest, mostly because of that independent detective group that with the cigarette butt, they're like, we're going to arrest this motherfucker. Like, ow. Yikes. And it was like, uh, but, Party then foul. Think, but then you think, like, if that person had not had such an airtight alibi, they oh, would have yeah. arrested him, right? For circumstantial evidence, or at least, you know, uh, I mean, they talked like they were going to arrest. It kept saying, like, seconds Was it like a, like a citizen's arrest, or are they, like, an actual group of police officers? Like, are they actually- They're like, actual police? detectives, yeah. Don't you have to be on a case to be able to arrest people, though? Like, I can't be, like, a detective. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know if this was all for, like, show or whatever. But, like, all I could, all I could think about, like, while that was happening was, one, a cigarette butt was not going to be enough to um, go through trial. It's too circumstantial. If it was, like, found on top of her, like, If they, yes. like, bust into his basement and it's, like, all pictures of Jean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah like, that might I mean, be... a, a singular cigarette butt from your neighbor, it, that's just not anything. But... But I keep thinking, like, man, he's got the dude... other copies of the ransom note, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, hung up. He has yeah. his victim advocates uniform, like, <laughs> yeah, literally. I think all the victim advocates were female. We don't know that. And saying. also, a female could have done it. So, yeah, but the odds of that, like, I know that men. So I, there's like the crime statistics. Like, I always assumed women were more often murdered than men, but men die of murder way more than women do. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had to Google. It. I was like, "That doesn't sound right," and it's true. That's crazy. because well, it's because they're killed by other men. 
Well, yeah. I didn't yeah, think. <laughs> I, didn't yeah I know. But it's, it's just kind of interesting how you can like look at um, different sexes because it's specific to like the sexes. Right. And then you can look at like, you know, which crimes are committed. Um, like I think women commit, there's two. It's like fraud and something else just as much as men and everything else is more committed by men in general. Like as far as like major crimes. Yeah. I don't know about parking tickets and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know crazy crazy man i i am definitely hoping for some updates i don't know if there will be um but i'm glad we finally got to do this and also um for those who are still with us here we did we do want to do a panel episode really bad to make that happen though is with like several different time zones and uh scheduling conflicts so maybe one day it can happen I don't know when that day will be. Maybe we made it more like a game show. Ooh, like Jeopardy. Yeah, that might be fun. Oh, that that would be yeah. kind of fun. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't like using the word fun and like. Oh, I know. Yeah, and like stuff like this, but you know. Yeah, cool. the crime itself is not fun. the The com- camaraderie can be fun. Nice. Well, um, are you gonna sing us off or? Oh God, I forgot I do that. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh God, I'm a terrible singer. Why did I ever agree to do that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I need to think. I need a. I need a riff. I need a, something to say. Well, you got. It's got to be about the DNA, right? <clears throat> okay. DNA, who? Not mine. Is it you? That was beautiful. Thank you. Short, but I liked it. All right. Well, that's what, that's what she said. Oh, no. We cannot end it like that. Sorry. Right. Do you want to talk? We can talk shop after. That's <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we're going to have ads now, and you probably have already heard one. Um, so make sure you just repeatedly listen to this, this episode, even if it's on mute, just over and over again, so I can make that bank. Peace. That's, I don't want to end it on peace. All right. Well, thank you. Lindsay's going to say thank you, too. Fuck the system. (laughs) All right, bye-bye.